That's you a, do? That's a sign you don't listen to the show. <laughs> I haven't listened to a single damn episode. You're listening to a Rock Candy podcast. You have arrived at your destination. I have to get back in the rhythm of this thing. I'm I know. In a minute. Should we? It's been a should while. We, should we do like a, a jumping jack? A jumping jack. Let's do a jumping jack real quick. Yeah. Oh, you mean like a literal one? Yeah. No, I'm drinking beer. That's bad. That's a bad idea. Oh. That sounds like a good idea. A beer? A beer jumping jack? Yeah. That's I'm not I, saying. Yeah. Did you hear? Did it? Did you may have thought I said jumping jacks? Oh, so. J- <laughs> I yeah. see. I see. But just a quick one. No, just yeah. A quick, don't don't be fooled. It's yeah. just. We're in our thirties. We can't. A, we can't be doing multiples. It, it would sound like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Well, I think you got the sound down. This is an audio medium. We're probably good. On yeah. That. I don't think I need to do anything now. I feel good about I, it. I considered. Well, we got started a little late. Sure. On our, hey, welcome back. Hey, welcome. Season two. We did it. Season two. Season dose. For our. I, I thought about loading Spanish up some sound messages. effects. Uh, oh, yeah? Like a little soundboard for you, a little creepy soundboard. With, yeah. And that way I would never say the the name of the thing we're talking about yeah. today on our season. You would just uh, use that. I would just hit that yeah. button. That's yeah. pretty good. That's pretty good. Yeah. I actually, it's funny you say that because I also thought about looking for sort of sound design elements for this episode, but what I was going to look for was a voice changer. Um, oh, and, tight. Yeah. And, and you know, I, okay, well... <laughs> Remind me remind me to talk about the voice changer later, okay? okay? All right. We'll get there. The, let me put that in my sparse notes. Um, yeah. So this is a new season. Uh, welcome to the Common Creatives Podcast. My name is Will. Thanks. Um, my, yeah. My name is Will. I'm the doctor. And you have to do it. It's the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even like to say my name. I know. I know. I'm. I am. <laughs> <laughs> you can just, okay, you can just not say it and they can look in the description. Hey, uh, who, who? But if you do that, wh- wh- you're, who, who am yeah. I? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Joe. I'm the maestro. There you go. I was gonna say otherwise. Gee, damn. Otherwise, it. I'm the I'm the host, and you're the co-host. If you don't announce That's yourself, fine. Oh, okay. Well, fair That's enough. That's okay. All right. So I have voice changer down. So this is the beginning of season two. We've taken a break. It's been a little yeah. while. Um, we had some we had some technical hiccups trying to make this happen. Um, cause we haven't done it in a little while and we're still distancing yeah. cause you know, nothing changed since so he- here's a fun little mm-hmm. tidbit that I thought about while I was, uh, uh, taking a, uh, a whiz before this episode. <laughs> sure. You know, you have these little yeah. thoughts like hey, coming out professional should... for the first episode yeah. of the season. <clears throat> yeah. We've officially since the start of this podcast yeah. been, uh, a remote, yeah quarantine version of ourselves for as long as we haven't is that right yeah oh no i don't we started last october we did yeah and well we started last september and started releasing october yeah and then we stopped recording early march yeah man so that's that's six months jeez we didn't stop recording in early march oh we stopped stopped recording recording together gotcha gotcha gotcha. yeah yeah that's catch up that's not great man that's not great um I don't care for that too much. 
Yeah, uh, it's weird. No, I I don't like that. Um, but today, oh, one thing I want to say about this season going forward, I just want to lower our audience's expectations. You can, <laughs> you can, you can always expect the same high quality commentary on all this creative shit that we're going to talk about. But at the same time, I'm going to be doing a much less thorough. <laughs> editing job of our ums and ahs uh at least for a little bit so if you hear if you hear that just be forgiving and go on the ride with us i took a public speaking class with charlie zimmerman um, at u of l yeah when i went back to school big chuck right before i dropped out the second time Mm -hmm. okay and um I feel like I was in a ro- I was on like a I was on like a, a nice moving train of no ums. Yeah. Saying what I wanted to say, what I meant to say and thinking about it. Absolutely. And man, that just really Yeah. Really just left. The thing, yeah, I I understand that and I I do say um a lot, but it's the thing is like part of my job involves public speaking and I just after a while I just stopped caring. Like it's yeah. it's just conversational, and the thing that bothers me more than ums and ahs from myself is little ticks that I don't even want to describe because I don't yeah. know if most people even notice them. But if they do, that would be horrifying for me, and I don't want to think oh. about anyone noticing that except for me. You know? Yeah. Um. So yeah, I have uh, I have I have sensitivity. That's one that's one thing that's going to be difficult about uh, not editing this as thoroughly for yeah. at least the, the beginning parts of this season is is that I don't want those things to show up. That's embarrassing. So the funny thing is is I probably notice those things yeah. but don't don't think about those things sure. in a way that's like not just your voice. Yeah. You don't, so most people yeah. they're not they're not picking that thing apart or picking it out. It's just yeah. like, oh no, that's just part of the thing that I hear when Will communicates. Therefore yeah. it's Yeah. It doesn't make you, know you hate. Yeah, it doesn't make you hate my soul like it makes me when I hear yeah. myself well, do it. <laughs> Let's not get too generous. Um, you have well, first. You'd have to believe in a soul. Okay? That's true. Yeah, I can't. I can't. I got two hours on that, and I can't do it right now. Um, yeah. Although I do want to say, let's talk about what, what were we talking about? What were we talking about today? Were we talking about. I mean, we started. Okay. We started. Can you plug one. in? Can you plug in one sound effect for me? I'll yeah, even sure. send you the. Yeah, sound send it effect. to me. Yeah, yeah. Let's do okay. it. Okay. Here's what we're talking about. Okay. Hey! <laughs> you, you did it! I did. You, put it in, you put it in there. I really did. I know it's weird how I did it like backwards, so that we're hearing it yeah. right now as we're recording. But uh, yeah, I'm yeah. really good. So yeah, today we are talking about a I would say horror classic. Can I say that? A hundred percent. Is that it's fair? A horror classic. Yeah. yeah, we're talking about uh, what was known during its production as Scary Movie, but yes. it is actually not called that now. It's called Scream. So we're kind of keeping the tradition alive since we are starting season two in the way that we started season one in October. We are going to talk about something that's October relevant, which is this classic horror movie, Scream, from 1996. So um, initial thoughts. You want to just jump in? Yeah, let's jump in. Excellent. Um, So this movie, as I said, was made in 1996. It is directed by the horror... The Horror Maestro is what I was about to say, but uh, what yeah. that I don't know that that makes sense. So it's directed by Wes Craven, who yeah. is a genius, and he is probably best known, other than Scream, which is a big deal, he's probably best known for Nightmare on Elm Street, which mm-hmm. I'm sure everybody's seen. This movie is also written by Kevin Williamson, um, mm-hmm. and you probably know what he's done other than this more than I do. I know he worked on the other Screams. Yeah. I think he also wrote 
Uh, I know what you did last summer, which he we did. can talk about as well. The most interesting thing about Kevin is, yeah. you know, he wrote he wrote Scream, um, I think on spec. I think it was a spec script that Wes Craven read, yeah. and it was interesting for, for him to read, and he enjoyed it because of all of the call-outs to his movie. Explain what that means for so, those of us who <clears throat> don't so, remember. Well, okay, I'll, I'll get to that in a second, but... Um, yeah. he, he, wrote, he wrote this. They made this in 1996. Mm-hmm. In 1998, Kevin Williamson, that's his name, right? Yeah. Kevin Williamson, mm-hmm. uh, developed a little show called Dawson's Creek. Oh, wow. So you've... He, yep. People know this guy. People they just know don't him. know they know this guy. And yeah. it makes complete sense when you think about <laughs> Scream um, and the the type of characters and like they're they're movie nerds mm-hmm. and they're like you know mm-hmm. uh, they're they're I mean they are high schoolers who speak at a level that high schoolers don't typically actually speak at yeah. like they're they're speaking in sophisticated sentences yeah. But, I, I, yeah I almost feel like though that there are probably high schoolers now but because they were brought up on this garbage oh maybe might might actually yeah. speak that <laughs> way now yeah but th- although i hate to tell you high schoolers now did not watch this movie uh, uh you know <laughs> yeah high schoolers now were like born when this movie actually they're, they're as I old was as this t- movie we were 10 or years less. old when no, this movie came jesus. out i'm sorry not okay. high school yeah okay we're old we were 10 we were 10 years old we're gonna, when this movie came out <laughs> we're gonna gradually <laughs> just realize season two is just yeah. about us recognizing our own mortality in real time yeah. so yeah uh, this movie is 24 years old so people who okay. were who were born when this movie came out are already well beyond high school so. Yeah. So, so uh, <laughs> Kevin Williamson wrote this this movie, this script on spec, which essentially just means you're not writing it for someone or being paid to write it. Yeah. Um, I guess it means speculative. 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 Yeah. I don't know. I think so. I, I just know that like if you do something in this business, if you do something on spec, it yeah. means blah blah blah. It means essentially the, the prompt was given to you, and it's not sort of your initial kernel no, of it, idea. It's, no, it's the opposite. Oh, it's the opposite. Okay. It means yeah. It means that it's you're you're basically doing a service for free in hopes that someone will buy it. Oh yeah, you just said that. I so missed it. okay, yeah. so yeah. Right. Um, <clears throat> so uh, he wrote the movie uh, probably in the early nineties. Yeah. Um, we were ten when this movie came out, and when yeah. I first watched this movie, and I'm I'm sure you had a similar experience, and. <clears throat> I've seen this movie a handful of times, so mm-hmm. it's not like I haven't watched it over and over. I watched it more times uh, in high school or, or mm. late middle school, early high school mm-hmm. than I have in my adulthood. And mm. I, you know, I, I watched it again more recently, yeah. Um, obviously. Yeah. And I, I think initially when I first watched it as a kid, I just thought of it as in addition to Halloween, in addition to yes. Nightmare Before, you know, all uh, or Nightmare on Elm, Elm Street, not understanding how interesting and like uh, progressive and not progressive necessarily, not not in a no, a, I know a good, what you mean, you know, yeah. Um, yeah, it progressed and, the genre, yeah, yeah, and um, <clears throat> meta. This movie was yes, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and it, I think what makes it even more interesting is that you know the movie starts with. You know the the movie continually kind of like uh, plays with tropes and genres and like 
you know, the idea of the last girl is like, you know, the, the whole thing where, yeah. you know, you have a girl just who's afraid and running and you think it's going to be Drew Barrymore, the yes. biggest star in the entire movie. Yes. And she's gutted in the first, what, like eight minutes? <laughs> Probably, yeah, eight I minutes, guess. something like that. Yeah. Um, yeah. But what's interesting is, you know, growing up, what's your favorite scary movie was an iconic line immediately, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Um, and in the first five minutes of the movie, it's this disembodied voice on a phone mm-hmm. and Drew Barrymore talking about uh, her, her favorite scary movie, yeah. the the one with the guy with the, in the, with, with the white mask yeah. you know she, she like, didn't it, even know what it's called it's fun yeah i was gonna say it's fun to have her like scary movies but at the same time not fully know very much about them like probably yeah. most human beings where they're like yeah i get you know uh yeah. razor fingers yeah i like him that yeah kind of so thing. They, they talk about halloween which i don't know i for, for for whatever reason i think it probably has something to do with the music to me is mm-hmm. like the scary movie mm, yeah <laughs> um Yep. They talk about a nightmare on Elm Street, which, yeah, uh, those movies have been more special to me more recently, but mm-hmm. didn't resonate with me as a kid yeah. for whatever reason. Yeah, um, just just the aesthetic of it just felt gross to me as a kid. Definitely, yeah. Well, especially <laughs> yeah. and especially we won't go down this rabbit trail, but especially that first one, right? The first one is yeah. very gory, very dark, uh-huh. very sort. Of, I mean, it's you know, it's kind of schlocky in, in retrospect, yeah. but at the same time, it's not like the later ones where it looks Freddy looks very clean and yeah. whatever. Like he's got pieces hanging off, and it's gross. Yeah, uh, yeah, for sure. Um, so, so you have all these movie references, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm not sure how how it comes to be, but Wes Craven reads the script. Um, with references directly to his movies in yes. it, and decides to make it. Yes. So this isn't this isn't him just tooting his own horn. He found someone tooting his own horn and was like, <laughs> "I'm on board. This is great." Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I'm sure I'm sure he he probably did a pass on the script and and made plenty of changes. But yeah. Well, and it's interesting because I didn't, and this is one of the things I wanted to bring up. I didn't look into what the timeline was for when he read the spec script and decided to make this movie. But two years earlier in 1994, he had made Wes Craven's New Nightmare. And Wes Craven's New Nightmare, to me, in so many ways, is sort of a precursor. Yeah, exactly. It's sort of a (laughs) precursor to where he's going to go and scream because it's this sort of like meta commentary on, you know, you take the thing and you make a thing about the thing kind of thing. Yeah. Um, If that makes sense. So, and, and you see so much of that in the original Scream where it's a movie about movies which new nightmare exactly was and it's it's interesting yeah. that i think and i need to rewatch it but in my memory new nightmare is it's one of the greats up there with the original nightmare on elm street uh, yeah. i i need to rewatch it as i said but i think even if scream and maybe even more so if scream hadn't come along i think that film would be would stand out a little bit more because it's so yeah. innovative you know and then scream comes along with this entirely new concept and new cast of characters and they're very you know sort of charismatic and you have ghostface and you have all this stuff and so it sort of foreshadows what he was doing in that with an older character but he was playing with a lot of these ideas beforehand uh, before he did that. And there yeah. may be a deeper story there that I just didn't come across, but sure. I always <laughs> thought that was interesting. And there's also a line in the movie, again, first, yeah, I, I think it's in the same conversation yeah. where 
she's she's like Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, the first one was great, and the rest sucked. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, <laughs> and I, I, you know, he could have. I, I yeah. think I read an interview where he's like, I could have taken that out, yeah. but no, I'm yeah. not going. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. And I I actually saw um, reference to the fact that like he considered taking it out because he thought it made him made him sound like kind of a stuck up asshole or something. You know, like yeah. mine was good or whatever. But he was like, no, that's. I mean, and and to his credit, because that's that's you know how a lot of people feel and that's probably how this character would feel about that um but you know at the same time he's probably also aware that like it's the same thing with halloween people know who direct the first one yeah and then it's just assumed like you know it's all they're all his Mm -hmm. right so it's Mm -hmm. like they're his you know yeah yeah um they're his uh fault whether (laughs) right whether you like them or not uh yeah so um one thing I and I, I do want to come back to uh, the opening scene because I think it's it like is a defining moment in horror in general. Um, but one thing that I like about this movie particularly and Cards on the Table, I watched all four of these like a couple weeks ago. Like I just back, oh, nice. back to back. Um, yeah, I, I've I haven't seen two, three, or four since they came out. Oh really? Yeah. No, but yeah. I did recently. For twenty bucks, buy all four on iTunes. Oh, very cool! So oh, that's a good price. Great price. Yeah, five w- bucks a movie. I would suggest watching them again. Uh, they're I, I think they're better if you don't read any criticism about them. Uh, if you don't sure. read any reviews or anything, and you just take them yeah. for what they are, I think they're better. Um, but that said, one thing I love about Scream, and this crosses the whole franchise, is the fact that yes, it's a slasher movie. Um, yes, it's a sort of meta commentary and all this kind of stuff. But it is also at its heart, different from other slashers in that it's a mystery. Um, it's, it's a also, whodunit. It's a whodunit, yeah. yeah. And I think that little hook makes it play almost as much as like of as much as uh, uh, a mystery or a drama as it does a horror movie. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. It's not sort of straight horror like Nightmare on Elm Street. You know, mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street. Like, there's questions about what's going to happen. There's questions about you know how does Freddy work or when's he going to strike or something like this. But there's no yeah. real. Um, maybe there is in the beginning of like where does Freddy Krueger come from and stuff like that. But yeah, but, but the, I mean the idea that like yeah, who is it? <laughs> like yes. who who is wearing the the yes. ghost face? And I, I actually saw on, I, I follow a, a lot of like. Uh, horror uh, movie critics and stuff like that on on Twitter just because they always have the best lists and stuff for Halloween, you know? Yeah. And one of them wrote the other day that... um, I don't even remember remember which character... Mm -hmm. um, And let me me just look. I don't even remember the character names. Yeah. Um, Um, Which which actor are you talking about? Do you know? um, You got Stilly. You got Billy. You got Sydney. You got yeah. uh Yeah, I think Stu and Billy, right? Stu and Billy, Stu and yeah, Billy yeah, yeah. is Matthew Lillard and, yeah, yeah. and other guy. And other guy. I'm surprised you didn't see him Dick. more because he was <laughs> yeah. really creepy. Yeah. Um he was good. So uh that that uh that Stu's tell mm-hmm. was that he was always cleaning his knife. Ah. Uh, so if you rewatch okay. it, like there there's always yeah. one ghost face that's always or maybe maybe it wasn't Stu, maybe it was uh um, Billy. Billy. Yeah. That his 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 tell was that he always cleaned the knife 
of blood. Yeah. And as he was. See, this is another thing that actually, strangely, until earlier today when I was reading and preparing for this episode, I had never considered ever, and I've seen this movie a bunch of times, I never watched this movie and tried to figure out who's in the costume in various scenes. I've just yeah. never done that. And I don't know why. It seems like such a natural thing to do now yeah. that I'm thinking about it. But like I just always watch it and it's it's weird. It's almost like the costume sort of transcends whoever right. does it. It kind of doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter in the moment. And it's but it is such a and that's another thing that's really interesting about this particular movie and the franchise is that is that the killer becomes this iconic, you know, it's just a uh, um Ghostface is as iconic, I would say, as Freddy or Jason or any of these, or Michael, potentially. Um, but it's not a character. It's just a yeah. costume. And yeah. and I think that's also interesting. Um, it's it's yeah. almost... it's al- <laughs> Okay, about to get, like, stupid nerdy. Do it. It's almost a manif- manifestation of, like, Sydney's grief, right? Ooh. Because, I like, like that. it's yeah. always connected to Sydney in some way. It is, yeah. It's personal. It's about yeah. Sydney. Yeah. Yeah. But no, I, it I, is. I, when I did watch it last week, um, mm-hmm. I was trying to, like, who, who is it in this That's, scene? And who is it? Yeah. 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 It makes sense. But I wouldn't have ever thought to do that yeah. before. Yeah. yeah. It makes sense to do that. And I don't know why I never considered doing that. But uh, it, is, it is one of those things that I just didn't think about. I mean, I guess maybe it crossed my mind. And there's, there's a scene where, like, Ghostface is after Sydney. And then as soon as Ghostface retreats, then Billy comes to the window or whatever. Um, yeah. So that's one of those things where it's like, eh, there's just enough time to where it's not him kind of thing. But yeah. But yeah, I've never I've never watched it all the way through, and that just makes a lot of sense. Like you can see to some extent, re- thinking through some of those scenes in retrospect, you can see those characters in the body language in various yeah. scenes. Like you know, the first the first scene is very uh, with Drew Barrymore. It's very controlled and mm-hmm. whatever. Then there are other scenes where Ghostface is kind of just flailing around and kind of so you know. Yeah, I think that's the other thing that that oddly makes this version of a slasher so different and iconic in its own way yeah. is that normally when you think of a slasher movie, you think of uh, Michael Myers, yeah. uh, Jason Voorhees, mm-hmm. Freddy. Yeah. Um, they're always, it's always like just a slow approach and you know you're just going to get it, yes. right? Yes. It's, it's calm, it's steady, it's power. Mm-hmm. Ghostface moves around like a sloppy ghost. Yes. Like he's just yes. flailing and... and, and not doing this thing easily yeah and it's like a manic type of slasher that you know i hadn't seen before these movies obviously and and i think to some extent i was 10 yeah (laughs) i didn't have much time to see other movies and i think to some extent that's kind of it's kind of genius because doing that with ghostface sort of underscores the fact that I, I think the genre of this movie is debatable. Like, it is a horror yeah. movie, but at the same time, you could also frame this movie as a mystery movie that's about horror yeah. movies, you know? Yeah, So I, and I actually lean in that direction, and I'll tell yeah. you why. Okay. Um, as a kid, I was afraid of horror movies. Yeah. Scream didn't strike me in a way that I felt like I should be afraid. Dude, 
if same. that makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. Yes, yeah. same. This was one of the first movies that I felt like I could handle. Um, yeah. And I watched it. And not only that, but like I thought it was fun. Like it was, yeah. you know, it was a little... Thr- I probably watched it when I was... Did we watch well, it like together? Everyone's in, like, yeah, we did. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I, I watched it several times at your house when, growing was up. Was it when we were like, what, 12, 13, something like that? Yeah, okay. I, I, I didn't watch this movie when I was 10. Yeah, no, <laughs> you know, no, no. It was, uh-huh. it was later. Yeah. Um, but yeah. just a couple years later, we were probably 12 or 13. Yeah. yeah. But I remember I remember watching this, and I, I it's not like I have specific memories of where I was watching it, but I remember the feeling of watching this movie, of it being like, ooh, it's a little scary, but yeah. it's not, you know, it's, yeah. it didn't mess me up like some movies exactly. did. Exactly. <laughs> well, Scream 3 was the first movie I ever watched alone in a theater by myself. Oh, wow, really? Okay. I just felt like, yeah, and, and that was kind of a big moment for me where, like, yeah. You know, my my parents were going to see a movie. I'm like, you know what? Yeah. This movie starts when your movie starts. Yeah. Maybe I can just. And they're like, "Are you sure?" You? I'm like, "Yeah, I think I do." That's great. I just felt so, I just great. felt so empowered doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, no, totally. Uh, and and it does. It walks that line. So it's it's uh, it's it, the genre of it is blurry, think, and that's yeah. And important. part of it is like not comprehending or really understanding the meta nature of it growing yes. up. Yes, yes, yes. But, all, but having a, a, this feeling of like you're in on it. Yeah. Um, and that everyone's kind of in on the thing because of the way the movie talks about scary movies. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It just, there's, there's this, this sense of like security, I think you feel. Totally. Um, yeah. Yeah, totally. And I think that ties back into what we were talking about before about ghost fl- Ghostface flailing around and about the fact that if you do any sort of reflection about it, like, it's just a person under there. Like, they're dangerous, for sure. But yeah. there is no inevitability to, you're going to die. Like, it's just like, no. It's no. the same as if they just didn't have a mask on and they were yeah. after you. Uh, it's the same kind of thing. And so I think that's that's part of what's so genius yeah. about this movie, for sure. Yeah. You know, and, and the other, I think the other part is that, mm-hmm. you know... You have Drew Barrymore, who's like, yeah, you know, and you kind of like playful on the phone at first, but then whenever you know things get real, she's like a mess, right? Yeah. When Sydney has the phone call, it's a completely different experience. She walks outside the door, right, and says, right. "I call your bluff." Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. And she's it's just a you know a different. Like she knows about these movies. She knows mm-hmm. what. Like she's mm-hmm. like she's like no. I call your bluff. Yeah. Um, although immediately after that she's attacked. <laughs> yeah. Right? right. Yeah. No, she is. And and it's funny. There are lots of so let's let's um let's uh, take a beat right here and talk about the rules because the notion of the rules plays a heavy role in this movie and also in the sequels, um, which is like. This is a movie, as we've said a number of times, where the characters are aware of horror movies and they are aware yeah. of how horror movies work and all this kind of stuff. And so you have the character in the first movie who talks about this, and he's in other movies too, but is uh, Randy, I think is his name, Jamie yeah. Kennedy, right? Mm-hmm. And he is the character that is sort of a horror movie buff and he explains the rules. And I think the one of the reasons that that's so cool, and I'll get back to Sydney getting attacked here in a minute but um but one of the reasons that it's so cool that randy talks about the rules at this time is because that um sort of meta kind of thing that we've been talking about allows this to be fresh in 1996 
because I think at that time, you know, you had 80 slasher movies and by the 90s, they had just sort of deteriorated into like, you know, Jason Takes Manhattan and yeah. these sort of comedic, you know, you know the setup, yeah. you know the punchline, it's all the same, you know, all this kind of stuff. And so to have characters who reference that stuff in a movie where that stuff is happening brings a sort of freshness to it. Um, sure. And... But not only that, so it's it's self-referential because those rules are taking place in the thing. Like, there's the one scene where he's watching Halloween, and he, uh, um, what's his name, Randy is watching Halloween, and he's saying, turn around, turn around, and Ghostface is behind him, right? Uh, yeah. So he's telling a character to turn around when he needs to turn around. So you have these types of things where those rules are being followed in the in the movie. But at the same time, as with Sydney, as we were just saying... Um, she also defies those rules. She walks outside. Yeah. She calls the bluff. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a, there's actually a moment right after that that's really really clever where she says something like uh, the Ghostface is asking her about fa- her favorite scary movies, and she says she hates them because the character is always running upstairs when she should be running out the front door, something like that. Yeah. And then yeah. a few moments later, when Ghostface is attacking her, she runs up <laughs> she the stairs. Runs upstairs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it's reasonable because like her door is latched and he's coming to stab her and she just has to move kind of thing. Yeah. Um, so it like constantly sort of undermines those rules at the same time that it's talking about them, which is really clever. Yeah. Um, w- uh, one, one more instance of this, and I, I'll just uh, throw this out there um, before I forget it. Uh, one more instance of this is that Sydney. Uh, is not incredibly bookish um, in the sort of classic final girl sense. And then yep. beyond that, she also has sex, like um, halfway through the movie. Right. Something. Yeah. Yeah. She also has sex with, uh, well, with the killer, spoilers. Um, yeah. yeah. Billy. Yeah, with Billy. Um, so she has sex in the middle of the movie, and she survives. She is, yeah. you know. Any, anybody who, who, who says they wanted to come over and... and uh, <laughs> have a good time with you because they'd been watching the exorcist is a bad is is a that's yeah, a red true. flag that's true that's not a good time movie yeah no that's not no you gotta keep a watch out for that with your with your boyfriends and girlfriends and things like that absolutely um, but yeah. but re-watching this i'm like yeah they just had the the drew barrymore scene just happened where they talked about freddie and they talked about halloween and then the next basically the next scene is like i was just watching the exorcist yeah. and you know it's yes. like yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, yep. how did like I, how is this not even more important to me as a child yeah. than it was? You know, yeah, yeah it yeah. was, but it not not in the way that like makes sense. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, and and also the way like even just take out the horror, take out the meta stuff, even just as a mystery, it's very good. Yeah, it gives you like little red herring yeah, clues so, here and there yeah. and stuff. It's so, very good. Ghostface is <clears throat> is. Uh, sloppy killer yeah. he's just a you know in this movie he's a couple teenagers uh-huh. who just don't know what they're doing yep. but they're just they're just ready to kill something <laughs> right yeah um yeah but mm-hmm. ghostface ghostface uh uh michael myers vibe power yeah is in the phone calls yes it's the mystery yes. it's the the voice changer that's right the questions that's right um, the fact that he can see in and you can't see out, yeah. that's the power. Yes. Once he's actually in there, it's like, it's you like, know. Yeah, exactly. And yeah. that that in and of itself 
plays back into the sort of postmodern, the postmodernism of it, right? Where it's it's commenting on itself. The kids yeah. who are doing this, um, uh, Billy and Stu, they are doing this precisely in the model of slashers. You know, yeah, they are referencing. They are becoming the thing they are referencing, to some extent. And so, yeah, uh, yeah. So it's it's the it is the cat and mouse uh, thing. And then once they're in there, they're they they're not you know, Michael Myers yeah, <laughs> or whatever. Uh, you said you wanted to talk about the voice changer. So yeah. Did okay. you have a thing about the voice changer? Yeah. yeah. Come on. Yeah. Right. <laughs> <laughs> a voice changer. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. L- l- the voice changer's name is Roger Jackson. Okay. Okay. There is no voice changer on earth that could make you just sound like a movie guy. Sure. It's just somebody else's it's voice. It's just another voice. And as growing, huh. I never once thought about it. Huh. Like, like watch, watching it like last week, the first thing I'm like, I was expecting to hear a voice changer <laughs> because of your memory of it's like just a modulation that, or something. That's yeah. that's just a man. Yeah, like, <laughs> that's just another man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's and, then, and you can even and they did a pretty good job of you know man. not having like all the probably digital editing that like I have now with when I'm working on a feature, but yeah. You know, whenever they actually use the voice changer, yeah. they just dub they dub the guy talking with him. With it. And you over can tell there. there's a little difference. But huh. now there's technology to where I could actually take both voices yeah. and sync them perfectly mm-hmm. sync one perfectly to the waves of the other to where it sounded like the same performance, just a different voice. Interesting. Um, and huh. I, don't, I doubt they could have done that then. That's but very now you can do that kind of thing. I'll yeah. be honest, I never thought about that till this moment. I mean, I didn't, it, it's not like yeah. I was, com- I was firmly committed to saying it was a real voice changer, but at the same time, I just never considered what it was. Yeah. You, know? you don't, th- you, I and just I, I hadn't didn't until, even think like, about it. It was just like, I, it was, it was the expectation of my memory of a voice changer mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At, at being so long since I had seen it and like, huh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, this is, this is silly. Of course, all the iPhone <laughs> voice changers they have. Of course, they're not as good as just yeah. a, a man. Sure, that has a cool voice. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Can they get uh, like so? Okay, so with um, voice modulation and stuff now, could you get close to it? Like, not even the same performance, but like, could you get anywhere close to that with a sort of real time voice changer Maybe. right now? Maybe you know what um, I mean. I, I don't know. I, yeah. I actually meant to look into it yeah, before yeah, we yeah. recorded, but huh. not like that. Yeah, not quite like you know. It's yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, try, imagine someone coming up with an algorithm that made your voice sound like just like my voice, yeah. without any like artifacts or stretching or ah. you know, it's mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. I, yeah. it's like a deep, it's like a deep fake. It's like what they're going yeah. for, yeah. With yeah. that, yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, <clears throat> all right, so um, how far in are we? We're like half an hour in. We 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 haven't even talked much about the open like okay okay here, yeah well, let's talk about that before we take a break for I, sure yeah here okay lightning round lightning round uh, phone call uh, uh, is nine minutes long in the beginning of the movie okay yeah um, the Drew Barrymore scene yeah mm, so good it it kind of shows you that like if 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 you're a screenwriting nerd yeah. like the first ten minutes <clears throat> are really important to introduce characters. Mm. And we don't get to know no, any of no. any real character That's in the first ten minutes of the movie. Very true. It's all about the mystery of okay, who's doing this thing? Yeah. It's not about Sydney. It's not you yeah. know. It becomes about Sydney. Yeah. Um. But you know, the first ten minutes, your setup is just it's conceit. Uh, it's all the yeah, conceit of exactly. the film. Exactly. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the second thing, the popcorn mm-hmm. is just utter cinematic genius. Yes. It's a literal tension-building, ticking clock yes. in the scene. Yes. And then eventually it be- it comes to provide atmosphere because it starts to burn. Yeah. And smoke is everywhere. Um, yeah. It's so smart. And it's iconic. Yeah. It's not like she's just making a bag of microwave popcorn. Or, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's one of those iconic, expanding yeah. silver. Yeah. The the only the only part about the whole whole scene that um, dates it in a way yeah. is that when she's talking to um, Ghostface on the phone, mm-hmm. he asks her what she's going to do, and she she doesn't say she's going to go watch a movie. No, I know. She says she, uh, she's going to go watch a video. Watch a video. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's yeah. a movie. Yeah. 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 But <laughs> but I, but at the same time, but we have like, a full po- scene in Blockbuster, so there there's some yeah. you know it happens. Blockbuster video. Yeah. I mean, and right now you know now video means yeah um, YouTube, right? Sure, it means anything or that's it means anything moving that, you know, picture and sound. Yeah. You know, some people call some some older filmmakers still call shooting like on the Alexa video. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and the Alexa is like the top notch digital cinema camera there is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, it's like when you say the phone rings. I mean, you know, it's like it's any of those sort of sure. anachronisms or whatever. Um, yeah. But all that being said, it dates it, but it kind of gave me a warm, fuzzy feeling when I watched it. Absolutely. Um, all all the TVs around are like uh, like four three like ratio. Yeah. Like, tubes blo- like glowing blue screens. <laughs> like yes. Um, yeah. Of course, she's gonna say video. Yeah. I don't know that I said video, Probably but maybe watch a I video. Did. Well, the thing yeah. is, she went to rent a video. To yeah. you know, she, she's <laughs> yeah. not she's not streaming it. She went to rent a yeah. video from where Randy works in yeah. town. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, what else? What else do I got? That's excellent. Um, um, I, I've I've uh, this isn't about the opening. I yeah, do yeah. have a, a a big thing to say regarding music, but uh, okay, uh, we'll we'll get to you that. Save that. Um, um, yeah. Do you have anything else about the opening? I have a quick comment about it. Uh, yes. So yeah. Steve, her boyfriend's death. Yes. I remember being so gruesome. Yeah. And it's all sound design. Uh huh. Yeah. It's all sound. You don't see it. And then a reveal. Yep. A reveal of just the guts. It's just a guy with guts in his lap. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's it's like a masterclass on like yes. Do you have gross stuff to put in someone's lap? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I do. Yeah. Okay, can, can you make sound effects? Yep. I, I can figure that out. Absolutely. You can make that scene. Yes. <laughs> you know? Yes. You just don't have Drew Barrymore well, or, a, or a killer voice change. And, and that brings... But guess what? They didn't need they, <laughs> It's true. Well, and that brings up, for me, this is a comment on the, on the whole film. The film itself, um, the sequels sometimes less so, but the film itself, the original, is not that gory. Like, there's, yeah. there's some in there. There's some. You see it's, a couple there's, throats there's quite, get cut. There's quite um, a bit of blood. There's quite a bit of blood. Um, and they, yeah. they actually do show knife going in, which is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a super bad reference. Super bad reference. Very good. God, one of the, one of the best. We got to do a super <laughs> bad gotta, episode. Oh, my God. I got to watch People that People on Twitter are always making fun of, like, super bad... I don't care. What the I don't fuck? Care. No. It's no, the best it's like, movie. Oh, my yeah. God. It's so good. It's like... Okay, anyway, <laughs> regardless, this isn't... <laughs> We got to start off the season at least mentioning Super. It doesn't, yeah, it doesn't right. actually show knife going in, <laughs> which is kind of funny. Um, <laughs> but it does. The first yeah. thing you see, she gets stabbed from behind. Yeah, you see that. Mm-hmm. In like the yeah. clavicle, like, lung yeah. area. Upper chest. Mm. And again, it's, it's, it's not like 
like the knife yeah. hits her yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. a sound yeah. it's a quick shot yeah. the knife doesn't go in but if you feel it it's that psycho it's that hitchcock psycho shower scene yeah they never show a knife going in yeah it's just a blade against skin mm-hmm. quickly yeah. and then quick chocolate shot. syrup going down the drain yeah, yeah you know mm-hmm. um well and as long because as because black and white as long as you've brought it up uh, this is another thing I was going to say about the opening scene. The opening scene is incredibly iconic, and I think it is a low-key reference to Psycho in general. Because sure. the deal with Psycho is that you have Janet Lee, who's this enormous star, and you have her sort of build as the star, and then she dies in this scene not that long into the movie in a horrific way. And so the, you have that, that exact they thing They even with have Barrymore. like... The short, like blonde hair, yes, yes. and the yes. the knife stabbing, and it's a very subtle reference. Is, but they right? are thinking, yes, of course it is. I mean, this is a movie about horror movies. Like, of course it is. And um, and I remember seeing um when it came out, uh, and probably since then. But when it came out, the poster for Scream has Drew Barrymore front and center. You know, she is in the front. So you go in going, oh shit, this is a Drew Barrymore movie. Let's see what's yeah. up. Um, yeah, they're not going like. Hey, uh, you know the cute girl from Party of Five? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, that I show's think, usually on when I get I th- home from school. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just such a it's such a powerful. It makes that whole thing so iconic that yeah. um, that she dies. There, uh, another thing to say about the opening scene and how it's a masterclass is the ratcheting up of tension. So. It's like, I watched a video on this earlier, actually, so I'm just ripping that off. But um, once the phone call starts with uh, Ghostface, it's like two and a half minutes until you find out that he can see her. Yeah. Um, which ratchets up the tension. So you have two and a half minutes of kind of normal back and forth. Then you find out that he can see her. And then only one minute later, he says something about wanting to murder her. So it's like yeah. you have a standard conversation. Then you've upgraded it to like stalker or something. And yeah. then not that much longer, you've updated, upgraded it to murder. And then only within like... 15 seconds of him saying something about like I want to see what your insides look like within like 15 seconds of that the doorbell rings so it's like just this constantly escalating Mm -hmm. sort of tension uh, which is just brilliantly paced just so good that's got to be Billy right Uh, yes I think so I mean that one's that one's measured and controlled and that's sort of the that's the Billy MO as opposed to Stu who's just flailing you know (laughs) just just and (laughs) arguably the best the best character of the movie absolutely yeah. Um, yeah, absolutely excellent. Uh, the last thing I'll, I'll, I'll say about the the opening scene, mm-hmm. um, I bought this movie on iTunes, like I said, and yep. they, they did have some like behind the scenes footage and stuff. Mm-hmm. If you remember, I remember thinking that the the most horrific shot in the whole movie yeah. is this weird shaky run up yeah. to her to Drew Barrymore just hanging there dead in the tree. Yep. Um, it's not a smooth dolly shot. No. It's not even a steady cam, really. I guess mm, yeah. it feels like somebody's just got a camera on their it's shoulder just, and they're just running yes, to her. Yes, and it's just like, ugh. and it's it's sloppy and mm-hmm. you know, like ghost face. Yeah, and I always felt like oh, she looks so dead there. Yeah, she looks so bad. And if you look, if you look at the the behind the scenes footage, mm-hmm. it's not her. It's oh, a dummy. Really? It's just this. Huh. Gross looking, like because they, they someone and and this is carrying around the dummy afterward, 
But like that's why she looked. And first yeah. of all, the shaky cam works, and the reason it's so fast, it probably sped it up in post because yeah. it looked like a dummy. It kind of yeah, yeah yeah. But because of it, because of its speed, and because of all that, mm-hmm. and because she's a dummy, she just looks extra dead. Yeah yeah. And, Waylon, buddy. <laughs> well, you want to take that cue from from the pups yeah. and uh, take a quick break, and then we'll come back and we'll talk uh, sequels and other other thoughts about Scream. That's cool. Thanks for joining us on the opening episode of season two. We will uh, be right back. Check this out. Check it out. My name is Matt Langston, and I play in a band called Eleventy Seven. I'm an artist, a producer, and I also host my own podcast right here on Rock Candy called Eleventy Life. We talk with the people behind your favorite songs and albums, from the writers to the producers, and everyone in between. And we're not asking your favorite artists the same old boring questions like "Where did your band name come from?" and "Who's your favorite Friends character?" We're asking questions like "Why did your marriage fail?" "Where does love come from?" "Is God real?" It is a show about the importance of creativity and pursuing your passions, and we don't let guests leave until it gets a little bit uncomfortable so check it out right here on rock candy and your favorite podcast app hey we back um that's a good hold on yeah let me make you got you got a noise you gonna make a noise (laughs) (laughs) is that the ice in your glass no, that's that's a. I just cr- crunched my uh, key lime oh, Lacroix bo- can gotcha. that I finished. Gotcha. Yeah. So mine was more. Yours was, was more of an intro, and mine was more of an exit. Okay, so well, it's, that's it's, a little yeah. <laughs> little dissonance there that's, happening on our way back into the show. That's fine. Um, all right. So <clears throat> when Scream came out, it was for a time it was the highest grossing slasher movie ever. Um, yeah. It has since been overtaken in that title. Uh, do you know what it was overtaken by, per chance? Uh, no. It was overtaken by Halloween, the 2018 version. So Really? Yeah, so now that is... I didn't realize it did that well. Yeah, to, to my understanding, that is now the highest grossing slasher movie. Doesn't mean horror movie. Yeah. But, uh, because, like, yeah. didn't it, it become the highest grossing Highest grossing horror movie, horror movie. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Um, and I think maybe the highest grossing rated R movie? I could be wrong about that, but... Um, yeah, something like something that. like that. Yeah. Uh, so the yeah. thing I forgot to mention earlier regarding uh, movies being made, yeah, is that uh, the director's name for one of the movies was Wes Carpenter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And again, something that he didn't <laughs> add that was already in the script. Yeah. It's just uh-huh. John Carpenter and Wes. You know, Wes, Wes Craven. Like <laughs> Wes Carpenter. You know, you know the the guy. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, we didn't so we didn't even talk funny. about the earlier horror movies that Wes Carpenter was like Stab and made. Yeah, like Stab. like you know, he got to start with uh, Last House on the Left, right. The Hills yeah. Have Eyes. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, other stuff that's like iconic in its own right. It is. You know? That's very true. Yeah. Last House on the Left, I watched that uh, not too long ago, and it is man, it is just that's a different filmmaker. Um, yeah, yeah. We can uh, we can talk about that at greater length at some point, but yeah, d- totally different from Nightmare or um, certainly from Scream. Yeah, um, and I, I I didn't know this until today. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize that he directed the Swamp Thing movie. Oh, really? Yeah, huh. in, in 1982. That's fine. Which I saw a few times as a kid and was so grossed out by it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, and, I need to watch that. This is like Heather Locklear's in that or something. I think. If I'm not mistaken, yeah, isn't she the the woman that you know, who whatever yeah. Swamp Things? Uh, but my um, my uh, my one and only connection to Wes Craven uh-huh. 
is kind of a cool one. Okay. And I'm about to about to name drop. About to drop that okay. name. Kind of. So <laughs> Wes Craven made a movie in a 1985 called Chiller. Okay. Um, it's like a horror sci-fi thriller. Mm-hmm. And I am friends with the guy who wrote that movie. Oh, cool. The writer, J.D. Feigelson. Okay. Feigelson, actually, is what he... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's a writer, director, older guy. He made a movie called Dark Knight of the Scarecrow. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. And uh, we just worked for several months on his... his. Finally, he made the sequel. He lives here in Louisville. Yeah. And, yeah, and he wrote a movie that Wes Craven made, which is that's really cool. Very cool. Yeah. And he also and he also when talking to him like he's he's like, you know, he's probably 80 now. And I just ask him question after question when we're when we're in mixed sessions. <laughs> yeah. And uh he, he he doesn't call Bernard Herman Bernard Herman. He calls him Bernie. You know, he's that kind of guy. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah, Oh yeah, yeah, he probably, you know, crossed paths with with some of these great people yeah. at some point. Yeah, yeah. Sam Raimi uh, called him the other day. Oh god. Like it's like Good, it's super God. cool, but what? he doesn't care though, man. He just doesn't care. <laughs> that's so fucking cool. You yeah, know, that's great. Um, that's awesome. Anyway, speaking of, speaking of uh, Sam Raimi, uh, I came across and I didn't look into it in any detail, but I came across the um, the claim that several other directors were approached with this project before Wes Craven. Um, that yeah, that would make sense. And Sam Raimi was on the list. Um, and another person on the on the list, interestingly, that enough, would have been a very cool movie. That would have been a very <laughs> cool movie. And and yeah. another person that was on that list that would also have been an interesting movie was Robert Rodriguez. Um, okay. And yeah. And so. uh, 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 Robert, uh, or I'm sorry, uh, Kevin Williamson yeah. went on to write The Faculty, which was directed by Rodriguez. Oh, that was a Rodriguez movie. Wow. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Wow, that's that's amazing. I didn't know that. Um, okay, so do you, uh, you, I think you would. Why would you, why like, would you know? Doesn't yeah, <laughs> it, yeah it, it doesn't even yeah. feel like Rod. It's like that's that's a. It doesn't know, feel like him, but at career the same, choice. At yeah. the same time, it was a movie that I remember thinking was worth watching at the time. Right, and so maybe right. it makes sense from that angle. Um, it was yeah. competently made. Um, okay, so uh, Scream One comes out in '96, and then they make sequels. Um, yeah. The interesting thing about this, and correct me if I'm wrong, I don't have this information in front of me, is that at least the first three, and I want to say all four, are Wes Craven movies. Is that right? I think so. I think this is correct, and actually, I'm looking it up, and yes, it is correct um, that they're all the first Wes yeah, Craven movies. All four Scream movies that are currently released at the time of this um, are Wes Craven movies, and. I think that you can tell. Um, and what I mean by that is Scream movies, like they do, you do get diminishing returns. It's not that Scream 4 is as good as Scream 1, I don't think. Um, yeah. But at the same time, they all feel like, they, you know, people showed up to make them. It's like yeah. Nev Campbell's in all of them. Um, yeah. You know, Jamie Kennedy's in like a couple until his character dies. Um you know, it's du- yeah. You know, uh, uh, Dewey. What's his? Oh what's yeah, his name? Uh, David Arquette. Yeah, David Arquette. He's and, in them uh, all, and uh, and Courtney, Courtney Cox, Cox Ar- Arquette at the time. Yeah, on and off, um, right? I think. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they're in all of them, and um, and so like I say, these people like it's not diminishing returns in the same way where you get Friday the Thirteenth Part Six or whatever. 
Um, yeah. They all feel like real movies, even if they're sequels and they're, you know, I mean, the the, the, the polish wears off over four movies. But at the same time, yeah. I, I liked them all. I didn't dislike any of them. Um, yeah. No, yeah, I, I, rem- I remember watching Scream 4 and thinking... He's still still got still it. Got He's it. still bringing something interesting mm-hmm. and a little fresh to the table. Yep. You know. Yep. Um, uh, and it's interesting to see, like, Scream Four. I think is my least favorite. Um, yeah. I believe. I don't know. I go back and forth. But anyway, I think it's my least favorite of the four. Um, but it, it's weird to see something fresh brought to a franchise that is about bringing something fresh. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so it starts to feel like, well, the freshness is sort of stale or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. but, uh, yeah, but I, I think it's, I think it's cool that they have all maintained, and I don't know how much you want to go into any of those. We don't have to talk plot or anything in any of those. Yeah, but, well, I mean, I, I was, I was about to say, yeah. like, I'm trying to remember what Scream 2 was about. Oh, really? So like, I'm, I'm on, I'm in the train where I get to relive yeah. all these movies again mm. in, in, in a fresh way. Yeah. So I don't know how much I have to say about That's totally those. fine. Um, yeah, I, uh, well, in that case, I won't spoil any of, uh, sc- any of the other Screams for you cool. if you've forgotten them, uh, because yeah, they I, are I remember worth watching. The th- Scream three the most just because again I think I watched it once or twice in a yeah. theater yeah yeah but the first time by myself it was just yeah. it was just it was just so great <laughs> um, so uh, the other thing to think about in regards to the popularity of this movie yeah. is that around the time this movie came out I think Friends was like the biggest show in the world right yeah. right and Courtney Cox played kind of a B character in this movie That's a good point uh, so. I think that's that's pretty interesting. It is. Um, yeah. David Arquette, Deputy Dewey, is such an absurd character. Yeah. Right. Yep. And um, I, I and possibly uh, my favorite scare in the movie, mm-hmm. not my favorite horror scene, yeah. but my favorite scare, yeah. is when he shows up to her house, yes. holding <laughs> holding the mask in front of the door. Yeah. And he and he he's scared, <laughs> and he plays it so goofily he's to where so like goofy. you know his yeah. his um you know and I'm, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get there. It's in my mm-hmm. notes to talk about act, scary movie like yeah the spoof of this movie. Oh right, yeah. But you know the spoof of Dewey in those movies yeah. is like they took it obviously to the extreme of this just yeah bumbling idiot that craps himself <laughs> and but like it's like yeah. It's it's but he's, that's, he's it's there. He's lovable and <laughs> yeah. it's uh you like him, you're rooting for him through like the whole series yeah. like um uh and also it's competently done. It's not, you know, it's not the same as the scary movie spoof. You know what I mean? It's yeah. it's he's doing a very successful comedy and endearing performance, I guess. Yeah. Um yeah, I love that scare too, where he and he's got his gun <laughs> held up. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's very good. Um, um, yeah. So um, uh, the other thing, the other uh, kind of big thing that I thought about. Well, actually, before that, this is kind of funny. Sure. Um, I have this n- note written down. I don't remember when it's said, but it's uh, Stu says it. And I think it's after they're talking about the horror movie rules. Yeah. Sex equals death. Yeah. Can't drink or do drugs. Yep. Never say I'll be right back. That's right. And then uh, he <clears throat> says something about... It, it may be after he's revealed as one of the killers. Yeah. And asking them a question. And then he says, 
And if you get it wrong, then booga, yes. you die. Oh my god. <laughs> yes. Booga, yes. you die. It is after he's been revealed because he has a gun in his hand at the time. So like you right. know. Um and yes. he, he like he he's like complete like he he's kind of like a little, <laughs> you know, unwieldy or he's, he's whatever throughout the movie. Point, he's unhinged. Yeah. But at that point he goes he's full on full on not so. Yeah. But he doesn't. It's such a way that's so endearing. <laughs> yes, right. Well, and that I mean, I'm sure you remember this as well. We said that a lot when Buga. when you and I were growing up. Yes, I remember. That stuck yeah. with and that's, us. I guess that's probably why when I rewatched yeah. it, like Buga. Buga. Yeah, and it and it and also parents are going to be so <laughs> bad at me. Man, Matthew Lillard is yeah. a he's a treasure. Oh, yeah, and he's, he's like, so he's good. like, I don't, man, I'm, I'm bleeding a lot, I'm bleeding, man. Bleeding out over here, bleeding out yeah. over. And it's like, but, but you don't. It's not a, a scene where you're like, yeah, you deserve <laughs> no, that. It's no, like, and he does he, completely, he probably. Does, but, but it's yeah. like, ah, oh, his parents are gonna be mad at well, him. Well, and you realize, like, but, he's, but he's never gonna see his parents again because he's, he's gonna die. He's gonna die. And so, and one of the reasons that I feel like he becomes almost immediately endearing is because number one, you realize that Stu is kind of an idiot. Um, yeah. And number two, you realize that he's like a stooge, and this is something that the the franchise does more than once is all I'll say um, where if there are two people wearing the ghost face mask, one of them is kind of a stooge of the other one, you know, or yeah. like a, or yeah. like a henchman of the other one basically. And so like, like Stu is not the person with the plan, you know, yeah. Billy's the one who's the mastermind who understands everything that's going to happen. Stu just is like, he's a wacky person and also probably apparently a psychopath. Um, yeah. Yeah. And so, but man, Matthew Lillard's performance in that is just so scene chewy and yeah. 90s and <laughs> so it's just so good um but yeah and so and so you immediately start to feel for him especially when like billy yeah. stabs him because of because it's the plan yeah um so the 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 having a little insight being a, a film composer nerd yeah um <clears throat> the one thing that scream doesn't have that a lot of the other movies have mm-hmm. there's no iconic Yep. Theme. Yep. There's or, no or music. Yep. There's no scream sound. Um, right. Musically, um, it, it's 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 a little bit more, especially in the first movie. I guess I, I'd need to listen to the other movies, sure. but um, it's a little bit more on the generic side. It does it does its purpose well. <clears throat> yeah. It it, dri- it drives the movie forward. It creates tension. It it gives it energy when it needs it. And there are oddly some like really, um, like when a. Uh, Drew Barrymore's character is crawling, and her her uh, her family, you know, she's trying to say help to her family, yeah. but apparently, because she got stabbed in the lung, maybe she can't speak or mm-hmm. something. Yeah. Um, the music there is like really dramatically sad. Mm-hmm. Like the, it goes, it goes all the way in in this in this um, direction. Yeah. And I, I, the the more I thought about it, and the more that I just from knowing stuff about the composer, the composer's name's uh, uh, Marco Beltrami or Beltrami, but I think it's Beltrami. Yeah, he's like just this cool as hell looking dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, that like he has a studio on a mountain in California, and like now you know now he's yeah. like he's like 
he's he's working on the biggest movies. Like you know, he, he scored Logan. He's sco- he's he's scoring all the movies he wants to score. He's yeah. you know he's up there now in in the ranks. Yeah. Um, and he's just so cool about everything he says. It's like, like yeah. I'll never be so cool and just saying something so mundane as this guy is sitting yeah. on his mountaintop, probably just drove to the studio on his motorcycle mm-hmm. and his hair's kind of like curling down and like his eye and like, he's just like a cool guy. So the story is he just like moved to LA to become a composer uh-huh. and he'd had a few jobs yeah. and you know they were looking for a composer for scream. And I don't think, I don't even know that he had done a, a feature yet. So he did a demo mm-hmm. And apparently they were really impressed with the demo. And I'm not sure if Scream had a, a big budget to like get like a big yeah. name composer. Mm-hmm. Um, so they gave him a callback, and he showed up at the callback on a motorcycle. And I think they were just like kind of charmed by this. Hell yeah! This cool guy, like mm-hmm. cool guy, just moved to LA, made his own cool like demo, like on a four track that sounds great. And yeah. here he is showing up to the meeting on a motorcycle yeah, yeah. to watch this movie and spot it. And it's like yeah. super cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm a fan of this guy as a composer. Mm-hmm. All that to say, he didn't have enough experience, I don't think, yeah. to really like <clears throat> just develop an iconic. Like he he did the job well. Sure. And he's cool as hell. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know that he had he had he, he that yet. He wasn't his de- prime yet. Yeah, yeah. He didn't. You know, he he probably was like, I don't want to mess this up. Yeah, and, and not. Yeah. How do I develop a theme that's as cool as yeah. John Carpenter's Halloween? Well, or e- even yeah. the simple like, you know, Jason theme. You know. Well, and that'd be that'd be an interesting. I mean, that's an interesting element to. I imagine any work on a movie, but much less the music, where it's not, it, it might be nerve wracking to take those chances because it's not just yeah. your work. It's not your failure or success. Yeah. You could, you know, uh, not only burn bridges and lose opportunities, but at the same time, like, you could drag the piece of art down if your decisions are bold and wrong, I guess. Yeah. Um, so yeah. that makes and, sense. And, you know, like, screams the type of movie where like the the premise and the ghost face and and the mm-hmm. the call like the voice changer is kind of the score yeah. you know yeah, it's, it's the true. thing you remember it's the theme yep is uh what was his name robert something let's see uh yeah roger jackson is kind of oh, the theme yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> of, yeah his uh, voice yeah. is kind of the thing uh um, i i had never yeah. thought about that earlier but then rewatching and i'm like there's not that thing there's not like and you know for me a lot of especially with a lot of classic movies especially classic horror movies like Mm -hmm. i don't think halloween would speak to me in the same way if it had like some yeah orchestral score kind of generic yeah if it wasn't like this simple like you know art arp sounding Mm -hmm. um piano and synth it's like yeah. Um, but this movie is that didn't need it in a way. Yeah. yeah. No, it didn't. I mean, the conceit itself is kind of enough to carry this movie. Um, yeah. And then, and then also, if you're looking for sort of a sound hook, I mean, you're you're dead on that. The voice changer, quote unquote, is what does that. Yeah. Um, that's the that's the sonic hook for the film. Yeah. Um, definitely. 
Um, so yeah. there's one snap zoom in the movie mm-hmm. that is the, just the dopest thing I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. When I rewatched it, um, I laughed out loud at the snap <laughs> zoom. Um, and I forget yeah. which scene it is, yeah. but it's like, I think it's even daytime and it's these someone that's having a conversation in a wider shot yeah. and then they walk out of the frame and then the, the camera like Tarantino zooms <laughs> into the woods and there's Ghostface oh, and then he right. just trots away. Yes. It's like... Yeah, 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 yeah. So, what a strange... It's funny. Yeah. What it's, a strange they're, they're, choice. Yeah. They're, yeah. There's just like... There's like a, a, a sense of comedy yeah. with it um, throughout the whole movie. All right. So I, we're we're... We're getting to be about an hour in, so I'm I'm gonna pull out my you know thesis statement about Scream. I guess the yeah. the thing, and I honestly had not thought about this. Strangely enough, I hadn't thought about this until a couple hours before we recorded. But you know, I always knew. Yes, Scream's like a postmodern horror movie. It's like a horror movie about horror movies, etc. You know, it's like uh, meta and all this kind of stuff. But the word that I never attached to this movie that I heard someone say like two hours ago when I was reading it, I was reading up for, you know, just getting my thoughts together and stuff. When I was reading up on it is the word satire. Like this movie yeah. is a satire. And I had never, it almost sort of like when someone said that, I was like, oh shit. Like I never thought of it as, and I'm not sure what exactly, I'm not sure I can put words on what that brings to the table that saying this movie is postmodern or meta doesn't bring to the table. But the fact that it's like, it, it, it made me think of like, it's like, it feels, yeah, it feels just so much more intentional. It does. It's like, it's, uh, and, and we'll do a episode that will involve this. Like a Robocop or Starship Troopers. Exactly. It's like a Starship Troopers or something where it's like, it's almost not what it seems to be on its surface. Do you know what I mean? And I think that ties back into what we were saying toward the beginning of the episode, which is this one way to frame this movie is it's not really a horror movie. It's a movie about horror movies. And so you have some of the elements of horror movies in there. But if, if you want to look at it under the right light, and I'm not saying this is actually right or actually wrong, but it's one way to look at it is you can frame this as it's a mystery. It's a drama. It's like a teen drama or something, but it's a thriller. It's a thriller, but it's about horror movies. And then, so it gives it this kind of horror movie vibe, but ultimately it's satirized horror movies um and and in many ways that's just so appropriate for for a way to look at this because it's satirizing where all these 80s slasher like reagan era 80s slasher movies just started to have diminishing returns and everybody knew the rules and these things are tropes at this point and all that kind of stuff um well that also make makes it that much more interesting that a movie like this which is essentially a satire yeah is then parodied so hard. I know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it it, it kind of makes you know, and those those the parodies like those types of movies, scary yeah. movie. Yeah. You know, they're kind of like uh, the airplanes yeah. of like our generation. It's mm-hmm. just absurd silliness, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and part of me wonders how much scary movie and the scary movie sequels mm-hmm. um, uh, s- made scream even more memorable and iconic yeah that's a good Um, point yeah that's interesting because i mean i remember and i don't care for these movies at all and 
actually, before it leaves my mind, let me say Red Letter Media has a really good video about, I think it's about Top Secret or something, where they talk about why they think Airplane is successful as a film, whereas Scary Movie and the movies like that are not. Um, oh, that's interesting. Very, very like interesting it. and worth yeah. watching. But all that to say, um, I remember the scenes from... The, the movie called Scary Movie, where, like, Ghostface is calling someone up and he goes, like, what's up? Like, in the Budweiser commercials yeah. and stuff. <laughs> right. Like, I remember yeah. that. Not as much as I remember act, at the actual scenes from Scream, but it's it's in there. Like, it's, it's in my in, cultural, yeah. you know. It's almost as ingrained, yeah. you know. Yeah. this You think you see this, you see Ghostface. Yeah. But then you also see, like, a silly version of Ghostface yes. making a funny expression, yes. <laughs> you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, let me let me ask you this, um, and and we can wrap up before long. But have you seen any of the TV show? I think we should met, at least mention that this exists before. Um, <laughs> before no, off. I haven't, but yeah. I, I've been meaning to for like years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, there's there's three seasons, I believe, or at least there's three seasons on like Netflix. Um, yeah. Is it Scream Queens? Is that what it's called? No, no, no. It's just called Scream. Um, what? Yeah, Scream, the TV show. mm Hmm. Um, oh, I don't know. What do I not know? What this show is? I don't know. It's a. It is a teen drama with Ghostface the Killer in it. It is Scream the TV show. Uh, and what? Yeah, it's an MTV show. Uh huh. Did you not know this no, existed? No. Wow, dude. Yes. I had no idea. Yeah. Scream I Queens Scream is Queens, a different. I thought. That's, I thought Scream Queens was as was, Jamie Lee Curtis, and I think. And someone else, maybe like Julia Roberts's niece, Emma or Roberts, yeah, yeah, Emma Roberts, yeah, yeah. I think it's those two. But Scream the she's TV show. She's earned her own. She does. She's yeah, no one's but I niece don't. Now, I, okay. I just, I just can't place. Her I've right heard now. she, she kind of sucks though. Was she in a Scream movie? Hold on. I don't. She could have been in Scream Emma Four. Roberts? And let me just check it out real quick, um, because I am very curious. She was in American Horror Story, uh-huh. Scream Queens, Black Coat's Daughter, which I love that movie if you haven't seen it. Yeah, yeah. Um, you have. I'm talking to the world. Oh, yeah, she was in Scream. She was Jill Roberts Scream in four. Scream 4. Yep, 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 yep. Huh. Um, but anyway, so it's an understandable confusion. Uh, but no, MTV has a show called Scream uh, that is just an offshoot of the Scream franchise. And I th- is it good? Okay, so I've only seen a, uh, like three quarters of one episode. Um, so apparently, so no. apparently, yeah. Well, no, no, no. I mean, I watched it for this episode, so um, okay. I just didn't have time. But I think the first, I think it's an anthology thing. So, like, my guess is, I don't know this, but my guess is that like each season they do a different killer or something, probably. Um, yeah. But the first two seasons, I believe, they used a different mask, which is a weird move. Um, it was pro- probably a legal move. Potentially. I don't know. They probably just, on, honest to God, yeah. that probably means they didn't have the rights to use it yet. It Honestly, it could. Uh, I don't yeah. know. But they'd use this updated looking mask that's more, it looks more like a real human face. Um, it's interesting. But then the third season, they used the ghost face mask. Yeah. Um, and that's, because they finally got the rights. I suppose, yeah. <laughs> I might be wrong. And, and so, uh, but nonetheless, yeah, I just didn't know that you, so I take it you have not seen it because you didn't know it existed. No. But it's, uh, it, it gave me the vibe of like kind of a teen, you know, CW-ish type of show, but there it's but horror, but it's yeah. scream, yeah. Um, so yeah. I'm definitely gonna check it out. I mean, shoot, you know, I, I love that, I, dude. Star Girl season one was awesome. Yeah, 
Like I watched it with my dad. Yeah. He loved it. Yeah. I I love coming. I like coming age movies yeah. and shows. You know, I just <laughs> well, love okay, them. So, I love them so much. Okay. So side, side uh, uh, rabbit trail that we won't go down. I've watched in the past like several weeks. I've watched like three seasons of Pretty Little Liars. So we'll probably have to do an episode on that at some point. Okay, I've never seen um, it. Yeah, it's 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 very much in that kind of vein. Uh, but anyway. Yeah. Um. Okay. What what else did I have? Yeah. What else? Because you you've got? talked enough. I've I talked think. plenty. I'm good. Yeah. What else you got? I've already given my thesis statement. Hot damn. Oh, hot damn! Um, a couple, a couple. Uh, the principal scene was pretty gnarly. Principal right? scene was good. What about um, when he sees Fred the janitor? Loved that, right? Yeah, remember that? Uh huh. Mm-hmm. I do. Very good. Remember, remember that, Pete? Remember that, Pete? Um, okay, hold on. Let's see. Oh, um, I, one more thing about the music yeah. is like, um, in my opinion, they went overboard, and this was probably more of a a, a stylistic thing for the '90s. Yeah. Because now, to build tension in 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 horror, now mm-hmm. it's all sound design, and you 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 just suck the music out of the room. Right. Right. But when you know when 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 uh, Sydney's walking around her house in 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 early in the movie, yeah, it's just this horror tension creepy music yeah. happening yeah. for no reason yeah for no reason mm-hmm. um just to build tension mm-hmm. and i thought that was kind of interesting and something that probably just because i'm a composer and sure. i work on movies now yeah. it's like that's probably the thing that i'm noticing you know that that's you may not that's not you may not have even noticed no, because i didn't think you about know it. you're you know most people's brains are trained not to sure um yeah we just feel the emotion we don't think about why we're feeling it yeah, exactly. Is, yeah. And that's actually really difficult for me as a composer because I always feel like I'm uh, yeah. just right there up front and I'm like, I got to be really careful about what I'm like. No one's listening to you, idiot. You right. know? <laughs> um, that's see. not true. They what? feel you. They just don't know you're there. Yeah. You're secretive. Um, oh, uh, just some stupid little... I'm, I'm Now I'm in the stupid mentions thing. Sure. Um. Do you ha- do you have or have you don't have one? But have you ever uh, worked with a um, an automatic um, garage door? Yeah, mm-hmm. not gonna kill anybody. Not gonna pick you up. <laughs> nope. It's, um, it's it, maybe it, it's if it picks even... you up. Maybe if it picks you up, uh, it'll hold you. I don't know. But if it gets no, you to the won't. top of the frame, <laughs> if it, it if it pulls you. you up in a doggy door to the top of the frame, not gonna kill you. Gonna it's pull gonna you be up. A, it gonna hurt. God, maybe. Damn it. You know, gotta, yeah, we, oh, exactly. That's, <laughs> exactly. Jesus, yeah, not gonna kill you. Yeah, you're fine. You're fine. Walk it off, Rose McGowan. Yeah. you're fine. <laughs> yeah, but regardless, yeah. Rose McGowan. Yeah, what a star. Yep. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> I think that might be the opening clip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. God. Uh, Oh, we man. used to back in the day when we first started doing podcasts before this show. Yeah. We used to find like a clip to start everything <laughs> off. Like, here's a little taste of what you're about to get. And there are certain shows that I, I listen do that to now still. That, I do that still. That's you a, do? That's a sign you don't listen to the show. <laughs> I haven't listened to a single damn episode. <laughs> you do for real? Yeah, man. I mean, occasionally. It's not like clockwork, okay. but, but but most yeah. times for the past like like probably the last third of the first season, I did that. So. Dope. Yeah, I think that's helpful mm-hmm. because I was about to say, anytime I listen to a show where yeah. they do that, I'm like, I'm like, oh, I'm, I know where I'm going. Yeah, this yeah, is yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Um, gee, I don't know. Yeah, I, I had, I thought I had more to say. Uh, you're fine. Um, I mean, we clocked in over an hour. I think it's fine. Yeah, you know, she, uh, 
you know, Sydney ends ends the the movie with mm-hmm. the line "Not in my or not in my movie." Yeah. Uh, right before uh, uh, hashtag winning. Yeah. Shoots him right in the head. Makes damn sure. That was a fun little fun little scare. A little. Yeah, I liked it. Jumps uh, back up. What it, you know what it reminded me of in That's an odd way. Hmm. The Brad. Okay, spoiler yeah. for anyone who hasn't seen uh, uh, Burn While Reading. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The Brad Pitt kill scene. Sure. That scene in that movie, it, that, it just reminded me of that, even though it wasn't like that at all. Yeah. Uh, kind of was like that, but not exactly. Um, just that look on his face of, eh. Yep. <laughs> right yep. before yep. getting yep. shot in the head. Yep. So, yeah, it's kind of like that. Just she knew where he was, and he wasn't hiding. Yeah. And he should have been shot in the head versus not. You want to rate this bad boy? Yeah. Let's do it. Um, you want to go first? Or you want me to? I always ask that. Yeah. I'll, I'll go first. Jump in. So, because uh, this movie spoke a lot to me um, as a kid, not being afraid of it, I feel like it did play a role in. I think this movie, oddly, oddly enough, along with like the Evil Dead movies, played a big role into making me understand and feel that mm-hmm. it's not real life horror and it's fun yeah. and it's a craft and it's something that I'm in on yeah. that I can really enjoy. Yeah. Um, and uh, Scream did pave the way for a lot of great movies, and r- more recently, like the the Babysitter movies on Netflix, mm-hmm. like yep. those wouldn't have happened without Scream. Sure. Uh, the Happy Death Day movies are a mm-hmm. joy. Yeah, they're wonderful. A joy. Yep. If if you haven't seen those movies, check those out. Mm-hmm. Um, if you don't like those movies, like I don't, we may we may not get along. I don't know. Um, but for, for those reasons, uh, as well as many, probably more, and everything we've talked to, I'm going to give it a nine. Love it. I'm going to give it nine. Oddly specific, yet you didn't think about it when you were growing up. Mm. Shiny army knives as the Ooh, weapon. Yeah. It was an army knife, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah it was Strange. an army. It was just a straight up, like, you Oof. think, like, as a kid, like, oh, that's what a knife looks like. Yeah. No. It's not retractable no. or anything like that. It's like. It's not a butcher knife. Yeah. Like, that's a straight up, like, it's a big, military yeah. army good. knife. Yeah. That, like, with the little huh. thingies on it. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. That's good. And it's and it becomes iconic in a it way does. that you never think about the fact that it's like, oh, that's a very specific knife. It's that's not true. just they don't just grab a knife. It's like, no, yeah. they've got the scream. Well, knife. you can't use a butcher knife cuz that's basically Michael's knife. And yeah. you can't use a machete cuz that's Jason. And yeah. it would be ludicrous to use knife fingers. Um it's a, it's I an like interesting choice. That, yeah. I like to think that they spent a lot of time finding the right thing that could yeah. become iconic. Sure. And I think it absolutely did yeah. because, like, after that, when you're buying knives in a Halloween store, yeah. it's that it's that nice silver, yeah. like with a little World War Two yeah. looking mm-hmm. th- knife, yeah. yeah, but chrome. Totally yeah. love it. Nine out of ten. It's a strong yeah. start to the season. Let me be honest. You gotta, you gotta. I mean, that's strong. I don't know why I didn't give it a ten. <sighs> that's strong. All right, so I'm gonna say. I didn't Look, give it a 10 because of the music, okay? Fair enough. Uh, Marco. Okay, Marco. <laughs> almost said Polo. So I I agree with you in terms of my nostalgia about this movie. I think this is one of the movie, and I think you put it really, really well, so I'm just going to draw attention to it not say it differently, which is that this is one of the first movies that I watched where I was like, I'm in on it, you know? Yeah. This is fun. Yeah. Everybody that's in on this is having fun. It's yeah. It's scary, but even when it's scary, we're having fun. 
you know yeah um and so this is one of the first movies that does that and only looking back do i realize that well it's because it's a it's a great satire that's actually yeah. kind of a mystery um as much as it's a horror movie so uh all that to say i am gonna like, this is clue this is clue yes this is agatha yeah. christie absolutely so i'm gonna give it a you know what? I'm going there. It's the season premiere. Let's go 10 out of 10. I'm going to go 10 out of 10. 10 out of 10. Um, if they watch prom night, they'd save times. So I'm going to give them that. Uh, 10 out of 10, yeah. that line from Randy, uh, the video store boy. So, yeah. Oh, the video store boy. Love it. Um, all right. So that's going to do it. And never say, <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be right I'll back. I'll be right back. <laughs> uh, so good. Uh. Wonderful. Um, Great movie. So that's our Scream episode, episode number one. You want a 10, though? You got to give me an iconic theme. Yeah, I get that. I get that. You score movies. That has to come into play. Yeah, Um, it did. Yeah. This is our season premiere. So uh, season two is going to be kick-ass. Let me just tell you that right now. Um, oh yeah, do you, you you don't you don't even you know don't even know do where you, we're going. Do you have any idea of what we're gonna do in season two, Joe? Uh, probably kind of what we did last time. Probably, probably a little bit. We're gonna talk about different stuff though. Probably um, different stuff. Yeah, it'll be great. Um, <laughs> we are gonna take we are gonna do something. We'll probably have a couple really cool guests. That'll be great. Um, we are gonna do a couple episodes that will be sort of outside of our typical box where we're not talking about a single movie or a creator or something like that. Uh, we got some cool ideas for that type of stuff. So definitely, uh, you know, whatever. Smash the bell. I don't care. We're a dual production of the Destination Nation Network in Louisville, Kentucky, and also the Rock Candy Podcast uh, Network out of Asheville, North Carolina. So go to destinationcomics.com and rockcandyrecordings.com check out all your stuff and as always for season two since we don't fully know everything that we're doing yet send us your suggestions uh you can hit us up at instagram at comic creatives podcast and email us at comic creatives podcast at gmail.com uh did i leave anything out i don't think so okay i turn my brain off when you do that that's great i love it all right so (laughs) in terms of a mystery that's uh pretending to be a horror movie but is actually a satire where you don't know who did it um and the whole time you're wondering who done it and it turns out who done it two people uh would you say that you concur oh yeah dope i'm gonna crush my can about it go watch scream everybody here Here, same happy halloween happy halloween happy halloween you shits Happy, you're you bunch of dim dim dimwits. We love you. I'll clean up the end of, end of the episode somehow. Bye. <laughs>